Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin', the only Monk rewatch podcast that features basically everything under the sun except for Funkin'. I am your co-host, Jake Christie. I'm a longtime Monk fan, and as always, I am joined by uh, my co-host and first-time Monk watcher, owner of a new cat that you can see on his Twitter, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Uh, Jake, I'm doing just fantastic, and uh, so is Luna, so, you know, thanks mm-hmm. for shouting her out. Yes, Luna is the name of his new cat. She's adorable. Uh, we're not here to talk about his cat, um, although she's adorable. We're, we're, here, ta- to we're about- here to talk about another cat, this cat named Adrian Monk. Oh, no. Yes, we're here to talk about <laughs> Mr. Monk uh, in the airplane, um, which is uh, the season one finale of Monk. Um, it is an episode that is pretty self-contained um, because it's all in the one airplane set but uh what did you think about it um i thought it was okay um you know i i literally just watched it so to me it didn't i I mean i don't know if this is gonna be the case uh going forward but it didn't feel like a season finale i don't know Mm -hmm. if any season finales are going forward are gonna feel like season finales some do So it just felt like a very it just feels like a very run-of-the-mill episode and Mm -hmm. uh there were a lot of problems but um not i don't think to be honest with you, I don't think there will be a bad episode through this whole run, but it certainly wasn't great. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I think that a lot of the problems with the episode have to do with the fact that it's all on one place, and the actual mechanics of catching the murderer aren't super duper complicated. And so there's a lot of a lot of monk annoyance stuff, which is like kind of it, it's there's I think there's a certain point where you, if you put so much Adrian Monk under so much anxiety, it actually just stops being fun to watch and start just being like, okay, let's get this over with. Like, obviously he's uncomfortable. This is like seventeen of his fears. Why are we, you know, still doing this? Uh, yeah, and no. there's like, and but like they do like they do do some like cute stuff to like explain like some of the reasons why people are on the plane with him, like the extension cord guy. Like for sure, I thought that was really. Oh, I love the extension cord guy. We'll talk a lot about uh, what is it? Uh, Something Beach. Gary Uh, Marshall. Yeah, Gary Marshall as Warren Beach, one of just like a bizarre flex of a guest star. (laughs) Just check moment. Like a comp acclaimed director, Gary Marshall. She's like, yep, I'm gonna come in here and just be yeah. I was watching it when I, when I saw it, I was just like, wait, what the fuck is this, Gary Marshall? Because I, when I was watching the credits, I didn't notice that his name came mm-hmm. up on it. I guess mm-hmm. I only noticed Tim Daly, and I'm like, that sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't really know who the fuck Tim Daly is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, G- Gary Marshall, go figure. Exactly. So yeah, I love that character. But let's start off at the beginning of the episode. So Monk and Sharona are at the airport, SFO, San Francisco, um, and. Monk is like, well, we're because they're supposed to be picking up Strona's aunt, uh, aunt Minnie, um, and I think that's her name. Um, that uh, and Monk's like, this is the departure floor. Why are we here? And then Strona says, uh, and I think that this is one of the worst things Strona's ever done. That basically she lied to him that they're actually that she's actually going on a flight to New Jersey. To, and she's going to her aunt's, and Monk has the choice of either getting on the plane with her. Or staying back and for seven days, and uh, Sharona's sister Gail will check up on him. It's just it's just bad nursing. Like she just be that, that's just she's a mental health professional, and she's not doing right by her client. My whole buyer boss. I mean, yeah, all I can do is really just sigh. Uh, I mean, she's had plenty of moments, but this one, uh, I just I th- I think I'm just out on her. I, I think I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's completely unjustified. Because, like, planes are so acutely Adrian's, like, biggest fear. Like, so many of the things he's afraid of are involved in planes. 
And rather than give him time to make an informed decision on what he wants to do, she's like, surprise, I'm going to make you decide whether or not you want to confront one of your biggest anxieties right now. Like, that's bad. Yeah. No, it's horrible. And, and not only that, it's just like, it's not like they're going to like Seattle or like San Diego or some, or Vegas or any, anywhere super close. They're going across the country. So as someone that's had a very rocky experience that actually led, because when I was growing up, I was totally fine with flying. And then one time I was visiting my sister out in New York and I think we were flying over Ohio or something. And like the pressure started dropping and like the mask came down and it was like, all you need is one flight like that to put, to really put you in your place and like mm. instill a deep fear. Yeah. But plenty like, of regular grown, yeah. well-adjusted people exactly. are definitely afraid of flying. Yeah. And to like have to come to terms with that in like five minutes right at the airport. That's like incredibly. Yeah. Up. That's just, it, it's just rude. Um, so, next we get cut away before the, uh, credits. We're in a women's bathroom, and this poor woman is, uh, this poor woman that we had seen before, because Malka noticed her kissing her husband earlier when he was just sitting down. Not that important yeah. at the moment. Uh, but she's in the bathroom, washing her hands, and a woman who looks just like her, dressed exactly like her, walks up next to her and has to borrow her lipstick and says it's the only thing we couldn't match. And then shoots her a couple times with the silencer. Now, I have a question for you. If you were washing into the bathroom and a guy came, who looked like 90% like you, uh, came was wearing the same stuff as you, came up to you and asked you like for something, how quickly would you shoot your pants? It depends how high I am, <laughs> for one. Okay, that's uh, fair. Like, if I'm like, no, no, because like as a result of like my fear of thing, I usually have to take like, you know, either Dramamine or something, or sometimes I'll take like an edible. So mm. that's that's a very well. No, what if question. it's not not even at the airport, just anywhere? If you just were somewhere, oh, okay, if you're in a okay, bathroom okay. and you looked in the mirror and a person who looked like just like you was like, ah, oh, no, you know, I've seen too many things in my life that had to do with like doppelgangers that no, yeah. I would shit yeah, my pants easily. Exactly, because it's just like, yeah. and then especially the we couldn't get that to match. Like my first thought is not, oh, this is a woman who is my husband's mistress who is trying to look like me, so my husband could keep collecting my inheritance. My thought is, oh crap. The terror, the tethered, found their way out of the tunnels, and they're right. trying to. She's trying to take over my life, and she, you know what I mean. Uh, right, but like, okay, so to be clear, I mean, I don't know if we can say this now. Sure, but, yeah, but I mean, everyone just watched the episode already, so you know, they're all, everyone's watching right. along with us. Obviously, don't be stupid. Right. <laughs> so hold on a second. Uh, that was not her twin sister. No, it was not her twin sister. It was just a woman who looks but a lot did, like her. Were they were they played by twins? Because they looked remarkably alike. Uh, I actually just... don't think so. I think that they were played by two different people because they're different heights. Holy shit, man! Like I legit thought that it was like her short. Yeah, or something. I mean like, it's had, like, uh, Rivers Cuomo surgery. Wow, what? Excuse me, is that is, am I missing? So did I not know that Rivers Cuomo had surgery to make himself shorter? Well, he had like an oppo, like the opposite. Like he had one leg that was. Oh. Bigger than the other one? Mm-hmm. Or, like, longer. So you mm. had to get, like, surgery. And, I uh, had a friend in high school who had one leg who was longer than the other one, um, and he couldn't play sports, so he was really a good swimmer because he could do that. Yeah. That's just still a fun fact. Yeah, good for him. it could fuck you up. Again, it wasn't long enough where he... It wasn't a dip, big enough difference when he needed to get surgery, but it was, like, a notable thing where it's like, yeah, he couldn't play baseball as a kid, so he got really into swimming. Um, shouts, to, uh, shouts to you, Andrew. My, uh, hope you're doing shouts well. Shouts to Michael Phelps. Uh, Michael Phelps. You know Michael Phelps has a you know this Marfan syndrome, a disease that makes it uh, that shortens lifespan by ten years. That's why his Wait, chest he looks has so weird. Marfan. Yeah, that's why his chest cavity looks so that. weird. Um, if you ever look at him, he has such a super concave chest. A lot of people think Abraham Lincoln had it too. Anyway, 
So then we then cut to, uh, I mean, if, if, if you tune into No Fun with Strictly Monkey, you might learn yourself something. So, uh, so Monk is then going through security. Which, oh my god, you already know this is going to be an annoying fucking scene. I uh, know. It's, because, it's, I mean, no one likes going through security. I mean, thank god they didn't do a long pro, protracted bit about Monk taking off his shoes. Because that would have right. been... Was this uh, pre-9-11? It was post-9-11, but um, okay. 9-11 wasn't the uh, reason why you started taking off your shoes. It was because of the, the, Richard, the, shoe, bomber. the shoe bomber. Oh, wait, no, that actually also was in uh, 2001. So I guess uh, I guess they maybe just never, I don't know, maybe they just ignored it, but I'm glad they did. Um, because that would have right. been really annoying. Because um, I'll tell you this, let me just, there is later on in a couple seasons, there is a monk anxiety moment about taking off his shoes and i'll tell you that it's i actually it, i don't enjoy it that much uh okay but anyway um it's in a better it's in a better place i think it has a funny button to it anyway um they get through security and uh something i like that they know uh, well first you see the mistress meet back up with the murderer i mean with the guy you know just so you get the idea of what happened like oh clearly they're in this t- together right yeah um, but something I like is that Monk does acknowledge that he he knows that airplanes are technically the safest way to travel. Um, but he just doesn't get how it works. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I think that that's... I took that more as him just being, like, anxious. Like, because obviously, you know... I, but I, I guess the, I guess the thing I like about it is that it is good at... at it makes the fact that it's a, him being mentally ill more centered because it's... Because I think that a lot of people mistake when people have anxieties about things or like flying and stuff like that, they think that statistics will make, calm them down. But like Monk doesn't, it Monk doesn't care necessarily that it's the safest way to travel. It's like I know, but it feels how it feels can't be uh, it, to to uh, put a spin on a phrase that some people like to use. Uh, feelings don't care about your facts. Um. <laughs> yeah, like he's normally a very analytical guy, but he's very much in his feelings about this. Now, I want to hear a little fun fact about this episode, because the next scene, Monk is uh, online to the gate, and he's unwilling to give his ticket to the flight attendant. That flight attendant, if I remember correctly, is played by Tony Shalhoub's wife. So, Really? Um, yeah. Uh, Trudy Shalhoub? Uh, hey, I got some bad news. Uh, it, Andre, this show is it, it's not real. Uh, Andrew oh, Monk is not shit. a real person. Yeah, I know. Damn. I I, 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 I think I kind of I duped you into doing this. I know you, you only like um, uh, Brooks in nonfiction. But yeah, uh, Brooke Adams is the name of his wife uh, who plays okay. the uh, the flight attendant. Um, I don't even remember what she looks like. I mean, she's the one in the whole episode. She's the flight attendant who hates him. Oh, I didn't know that she was the one that took the ticket, too. Oh, she does, yes. Um, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, right. yeah. So, they get on the plane, and wouldn't you know it, Tim Daly is sitting in first class, and oh my god, swoon! I mean, Tim Daly. I'll be honest, he looks really good. <laughs> he looks very right, right good. Who the hell? Who the hell is Tim? I well, they mention it. Things. They mention well. Th- okay, so you missed a funny, really funny joke. They so he said he was on wings, and Tony Shalhoub, Adrian Monk says, oh, "Never heard of it." Tony Shalhoub's big show was Wings. He was on Wings. He played one of the main oh, characters. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, so Tim Daly and Tony Shalhoub are on wings together. Okay. So that's yeah, that's the whole yeah yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, it's about like two brothers. I think it's Tim Daly and Steve Weber 
who play brothers who own, run an airport on like a small island, and Tony Shalhoub pays the like taxi driver there. Anyway, um, so yeah, Sharona is swooning again. As always, she's infatuated with a guy. Although in this one, it's like okay, he's Tim Daly, he's handsome and you know mo- modestly famous. It's fine. Wow, like, you're, be- you're being very charitable, but okay, I'll, I'll roll with it. I mean, you. I'll say this: my mom knows who Tim Daly is. I think that in like a certain age bracket, he's on. I think right. he's now he's on Madam Secretary now. Uh, he was she, actually he was dating a co-star Taylor Leone for a while. I mean, I I mean, I feel like I know too much about Tim Daly to say that he's not even modestly famous. Okay, so. Um, All right, fine. Um, yeah, it's just not a sexy name. No, Tim Daly is not a sexy name. No. Yeah, he probably should work at least on that. To- at least Tony Shalhoub's got a little, like, ethnicity mm-hmm. to it, you know? A little Tony spice. Tony Shalhoub. Like Man. Uh, Tony, like, you know, it's a little mismatch, but all right. Exactly. Um, then they sit in their uh, seats. And I don't know about you. Have you ever... Because I've been on... I've actually... Basically, every flight I've ever been on has been in some variation of from Florida to New York slash New Jersey. Because that's the mm-hmm. only, you know, the only flights I've been on my whole life because, you know, I'm not well-traveled. I've been on those flights a lot, but... I've only ever been on planes that had two one aisle. Have you ever been on one of those planes that it has like the two on the side, the three in the middle, and then two on the other side? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know they still made those. I thought that those were like uh, well and gone forever ago, but I guess not. Uh, Did you know that there's there's two story ones too? Yes, I do know do that. I know they don't do that that much anymore because they're so expensive to operate. But uh, yes, I just didn't think that they still did that uh, the three in the middle. But the more you know. Um, question are you i went i went on i went on a flight uh to like london last year yeah Mm -hmm. and then it was like three three and three i think Mm. it was a humongous freaking plane it was awesome now are you a aisle seat middle seat or window seat person uh aisle or window never middle i am preferably window preferably window because i I, never use the bathroom i am exclusively aisle because i use the bathroom all the time at all times of my life i'm the worst person to travel with I will go to the bathroom on a two and a half hour flight. I will go to the bathroom at least two times, mostly because I'm anxious about when I'll not be able to go to the bathroom again. Because it's like I'll have in my head. It's like okay, shit. I think there are forty five minutes left this flight. I this seatbelt light might go on any moment, and then I won't be able to go pee for an hour. <laughs> so okay, uh, well that's funny because I if I re- I mean I think if I recall correctly, the time that we uh, hung out in New York, I don't think you used the bathroom once. I did not. I'm good. It. I think the thing is with me is I get very anxious. And have to use the bathroom when I feel like my opportunity to go to the bathroom will soon go away. Like it's if I, I can, I'll go forever without going to the bathroom. If I know at any point I can get up and go, it's like it's like because I just have it so in my head. Like oh my god, if and if if this takes a little bit to get to the gate, I mean I might have to I might pee my pants. And this could be an hour and a half. It's all anxiety based. I don't actually have to go to the bathroom. But then we meet Warren Beach, who sitting sits next to Monk, and this is one of my favorite characters in Monk. All, all of Monk, he's just. He is not entitled to the plot. He is just a delightful man who sells extension cords. You know, he definitely helps out, though. Sure, yes. Yeah, I, he does. But I, I, he just... Oh, my God, I love him. Yeah, I know. He was really funny. Uh, I mean, I've always known Gary... To be honest with you, like I didn't even realize Gary Marshall was the same Gary Marshall. Like I had seen him in movies before, mm-hmm. and I never knew that it was him acting, because I knew mm-hmm. he was a famous director and shit. Uh, but yeah, no, he was really great, and he had a great uh, line. Which one? Uh, what do you mean? Like his 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 like uh, selling line. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, you want to say it? You say it. That's why I asked. Okay. What is it? If it doesn't reach, call Beach. Is that what it is? No. If it, if out of reach, call Warren Beach. Yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. beat it. 
He's, uh... Oh. I mean, he... I, also, I love the Imagine a World Without Extension Cords. It's such a stupid thing. I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> it man. is true. It's crazy. Like, the okay. world would just be... I mean, the actual answer... The, the In actuality, if there was no extension cords, most consumer products would just have longer cords, probably, but still. Yeah. Monk, Monk is right. That furniture would have to be a lot closer to the walls. Um, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, so, um, they, uh, Monk is, you know, already feeling anxious, and he is, he calls the flight attendant over to test if the call button works. God. I, I mean, I have to say, like, I really couldn't stand the flight attendant, which makes me really sad to hear now that it's, like, Tony Shalhoub's wife. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think that that's how they were able to go there, because it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's fun. I mean, I think that she's rea- she's reacting to Monk the way that a person in her position would, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, For sure. Actually, yeah, in retrospect, you're right. Um, and so the uh, the mistress, who I'm going to call her because I forget her name. I know that the bad guy's name is Stefan or Stefan or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but she. I don't, they, I don't even know if they t- if they ever said her name. I, I, they have no, I don't think they Barbara did. Barbara Chabrol is the one. Is who, the like, yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, yeah. So not Barbara. Asks for yeah. a scotch and water when they're on the Mac. Jesus Christ! And she, yeah. it's like you are boozing it up. That is crazy. Yeah, my eyes lit up when I heard that order. I mean, like that's something I would order, like order back in like college, basically. I don't know if I do. I mean, even in college, I wouldn't do that because you know. I mean, I feel like a scotch and water is like. I think the only people who are allowed to. Uh, order a scotch and water are detectives who just got oh I've been investigating a grizzly murder until like ten at night and they're like un they're loosen up their tie and they go to the haunt it's like get me a scotch and water make it double you know what I mean like that's the only person yeah. who can order scotch and water right before they cheat on their wives yeah totally. oh my god exactly and you know you can't blame them you know <laughs> they, they 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 got so much going on in their head with the work and you know if she, they can't bring that home to their wife you know and their no. kids um, but anyway. They gotta get um, it out. They gotta exactly. Um, so Monk is uh, he he notices the first thing he notices is that uh, the mistress says that she wants to scotch water because she's nervous about flying. But then Monk notices that she has a million mile pin on her bag because uh, uh, Warren Beach points it out that he has one. Um, Which is that a real thing? By the way, I, I don't know. I know that you have. I know you can get. Uh, I think you get something if you get a million miles um, with one airline, according yeah. to the 2009 major motion picture Up in the Air, in which Sam Elliott plays uh, the captain. Yeah. Who? Well, you're not you're not a fan of Jason Raymond's Up in the Air. Never seen it. Oh, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, Sam Elliott plays a pilot who comes back and shakes George Clooney's hand. Just imagine how imagine how great it would be if Sam Elliott shook your hand and said that he was proud of you about anything. Anyway, um, a woman behind Monk is coughing. And he hits the button again, obviously, and complains about it. Um, and uh, then we meet the, the child in front of him who... Oh, but yeah. Okay. No, sorry. No, wait. Are we talking about the... Ch- okay. We're not talking about the riddle yet. About the what? The riddle. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, when they're going over the, the directions. Uh, like... uh, that comes a little bit later. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, the child, like, they should call you Mr. Complainer, which is, like, a, come on, that's just dumb. Um, <sighs> yeah. And, yeah, and so Monk is noticing, um, 
what was I gonna say? Uh, he's no, he notices the, like I said, the million mile pin thing, and Warren Beach is like, "You ought to be a detective," and turns like he is. And then there's a safety demonstration. And what did you want to say about that? Uh, no, just that. I mean, I know that you're an always sunny in Philadelphia person, right? No, I'm not actually. I've watched it a couple times, but I'm not a. <sighs> there's a really great episode about like this person who shushes like the mm-hmm. whole gang. And they find, like, they spend the whole episode trying to find the shusher. Mm-hmm. So it was just really disappointing that Monk is a shusher, even though... Well, I mean, yeah, because really, who gives a shit? I, sorry, I keep cursing on this episode. I'm so sorry care. to all I, the I adults care. out there. I know, I feel really bad, though. Um, anyways, so... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it bummed me out that Monk is a shusher, basically. I mean, it, it's not really a surprise, though. Like, you know, he's a shusher. It is what it is. Um, but he's trying to follow along and write down notes... And he keeps asking follow-up questions. Um, and there's a great, uh, a great joke where um, when uh, the flight attendant says that the people on the exit rows will help and assist in an emergency, he asks, how do we know we have the best people on the wings? <laughs> Which is a good point. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a valid question. I would ask the same. I've seen some of the people on in that aisle. Yeah, I've, I, don't, I don't think I've ever actually been uh, in that seat do you think they stop them from like drinking a certain amount oh uh, they might right? yeah probably yeah um wow i'm not sure about that i've never really gotten boozy on a plane uh mostly because most of my flights might have taken place before i turned 21 but uh yeah i don't know i'll see i'll, I'll uh, next time i go on a flight i'll make sure to be row 13 and try to see how many scotch and waters i can get before they cut Please. me off um and yeah, but this, so, is a, this is a tough episode for Monk. He gets roasted by everybody left and right mm, again. Yeah, he's at least they're better than the the stand up comedian. That guy was trash. Oh my god, yeah. Don't even remind me about him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the murderer is. Uh, I think he's finally on the plane. He grabs the mistress's passport. Um, she's all frazzled. You can tell that they're they're having a stressful day, even if they didn't just murder someone. Um, and so yeah. We then get the return of this child who asked Monk if he wants... Oh, wait, no. We, we, we missed, missed one missed, thing. I did miss something, I think. They, he, he noticed the... That's when Monk noticed the height difference. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, because when uh, the murderer gives his mistress... Well, the mistress was the murderer. But when Stefan gives his mistress uh, the passport, he, they kiss. And she doesn't have to go on her tippy toes like she did earlier. Well, who we thought right. was her did earlier. And so Monk is like, oh, that's not his wife. That's someone else dressed as his wife. Mm-hmm. So good observation, Monk. Anyway, then we go back to this terrible child who gives Monk the riddle of Pete and repeat uh, are in a boat. Pete falls off. Who's left? And Monk goes several rounds of repeats. Um, At least like an hour of this flight, I would I would venture to guess. Yeah. Um like, why does he have to do that? Is that, like, a weird OCD thing where he has to answer a question no matter, like, what? I don't know. I think, I think that probably, um, yeah, I think he needs to be honest to a fault generally. Uh, and the thing I always hate about that riddle, though, is that no one ever would tell someone to repeat something just by saying the word repeat. Like, if you if you said like, a riddle and I needed you to say it again and I just said, repeat, you'd be like, what's wrong with you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just wouldn't answer you after. <laughs> exactly, it's like repeat. What am I, a, you know, a, like no. robot in a, over the phone? Um, and then, and then I'm telling you, yeah, the yeah. side characters in this, besides Gary Marshall, suck. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
But then, most importantly, though, we get back, we go to Sharona, who's chatting up Tim Daly, and they're hitting it off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, they're talking about. Honestly, you don't even know what they're talking about. They're talking about oh, how he's facial hair and some stuff, and think that he no, because he, he's, he's and, uh, yeah about that, and then like he's reading a script and he doesn't know whether to take the part. Yeah, and she tells him not to take the part. Because, well, this like, is no this is this is goes over oh, the whole later. episode. Yeah, this is, there are three yeah. Tim Daly scenes in this episode. Um, God. So, um, the, uh, then Monk calls the flight attendant again because, over the riddle, right? I don't actually have it written down. Um, he calls the flight attendant again because he wants the girl to stop, I believe, or? No. Oh, Wait, no, it isn't. In his seat? Yeah. He, he goes to first class because he needs Sharona's help. No, no, that's, we're skipping the anaconda then. Because yeah, I know he calls over the attendant before the anaconda. I think it's to get the girl to stop. I think it's to get the girl to stop, if I'm remembering correctly. But um, in any event, it doesn't actually matter that much. Or maybe it's because he's like that. I think that this guy killed his wife. Honestly, it doesn't actually matter because if it mattered, I would have written it down in my notes. Most importantly, though, we learn about the anaconda, which I think is an important thing we need to talk about a little bit. Oh right, okay, that's the thing. The the super extension cord with the hook. Yes, exactly. Eighteen feet. This is the we call it the anaconda. I've thought about yeah. whenever I see a long extension cord since I first saw this episode. I've thought about the anaconda uh, with all. I the, mean, the I will time. now going forward. I mean, it's that's a special thing. An extension cord that long, you could, I mean, really do some. You can, I mean, especially if you know live in a tropical state where you have uh, some, you know, indoor outdoor furniture, or maybe a television. You know, you want to hook up yeah. a, a, the big game, watch it outside. Eighteen feet, you get that. You know, get that TV and the cable out there, no problem. You know, I'm, I would have been really suspicious of a man with too many extension cords on my flight. That's fair, although, but then you have to ask yourself, what would you do? What nefarious thing could you possibly do with extension cords? Tie everybody up? I mean, 18 feet. If the longest one's 18 feet, I don't know how he's tying a lot of people up. Well, maybe he had many. Did That's true. We don't know. He might have. Now, I would like to see Gary Marshall at like 70-whatever. Try to tie like everyone a up. killer or something. <laughs> what? No, I'd love to see oh, him try like, to tie. No, I'd love to see him tie everyone. I'll try to tie everyone up on an airplane. Is Gary Marshall like on your top ten list of people you could never see playing like a horrific serial killer? Uh, no, because I think well, yes, because he's dead. But besides that, um, oh, that would be a twist. No, besides that, I think that anyone who's super earnest and sincere and fun. Yeah, it kind of wraps back around again. We're like, I think that actually, I actually don't even know who would be on a list of people I can't imagine playing a serial killer. It would probably have to be someone who's just like a bad actor. Is probably the place I would go because I think that like you know, uh, like I've seen Robin Williams play a murderer convincingly before. So I think that and well, he, like Jake Busey, Jake Busey. Oh, he was in Frightener. He was like in Frighteners. He was a psycho in that. Who is Jake Busey? Jay, I don't know who that is. Jake Busey? He's Gary Busey's son. He's I, two, the real toothy kid from Starship Troopers. Let me see this this guy. Oh, that guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he does look like Gary Busey. Huh. I didn't know that guy was <laughs> Gary Busey's kid. I never knew that guy's name. Anyway, yes. Uh, I don't know why we got on that tangent, but let's keep going. Then <laughs> Monk goes up to first class to um, yes. get Shrona back. Um because he's convinced that, you know, this guy, Stefan's a murderer. And in order to get Shona back, he tattles on her and says that she can't be in first class. And Tim Daly is not happy about that. 
I mean, to be honest, if this were like on any other network, he would not be calling him a tattletale. He'd be mm-hmm. calling him something else, way worse. But also, yeah, big thumbs down to Monk for being a f- snitch. Yes, Monk is very much a snitch. Uh, but and- also, he wouldn't have to resort to that if Sharona would just like you know trust the man who like has been right more times than wrong. exactly. It, it, it's really crazy how she's like Monk. I'm trying to you know chat up this movie star who's never gonna sleep with me. And you have to, once again, say someone murdered someone. And yes, I know every other time you've ever said that someone was a murderer, they were a murderer, but... Um, but they, Shona actually does go along with... Um, yes. With their... Uh, the Monk's whole idea. So Monk... Uh, I mean, Shona grabs a blanket over uh, the murdering couple's head and ends up grabbing, what is it, like their, uh, their log or whatever? Like, where they're going to go? Yeah. I forget what that would be called. But basically, it's a thing that says that they have a connecting flight in Paris at 5.15. Itinerary. Yes, their itinerary. That's what it is. Um, and uh, so Monk is, you know, his mind is going a bunch of different ways. But then Gary Marshall steps in, and he says something which, if it was any other show, and Monk wasn't the best detective in the world, would be correct, where he says that he that Monk is imagining this whole murder plot because he needs something else to worry about other than the plane. Which, once again, like psychologically, that's pretty sound. Sharona probably should, yeah. I don't know, as a mental health professional, should probably come up with something like that. I would think Dr. Kruger. Yeah. That guy's sitting on his ass collecting checks. Or actually not collecting checks because Monk doesn't pay anybody. No, I'm all, yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, Dr. Kruger's getting checks from someone. That's that's a much nicer yeah. office than my therapist has, I'll tell you that. SFPD. Yeah, so, yeah, so he basically, like, you know, tries to convince him all this shit hap- is happening. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, does him a solid and gives him, like, a fresh new uh, eye... What do you call those things? Eye, like, uh, like um, uh, sleep mask. Yeah, sleep mask. And, you know, reclines his seat and, uh, of course, ruffles the feathers of some real mouthy woman. Uh, this really mouthy, like, really mean lady, right? Who's been, like, trashing mm-hmm. him the whole time. Which, you know, granted, I probably would be, like, saying the same shit, but, like, to myself. Yeah, exactly. The thing, people are much more vocal around Monk than they are in real life. In real life, most people are much more passive-aggressive than they are to Monk. And right. with Monk, they're just kind of like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But, like, you know, that ends up being a bad decision for Mr. Monk. Mm-hmm. Ruffling this particular woman's feathers. Yes. But anyway, he immediately is taken out of this hypnosis state because he notices something strange. When the flight attendant comes over to provide uh, the meals to the murdering couple, she gives the vegetarian meal to the woman, and the woman says that she wanted the turkey. And the flight attendant's like, that's strange. I thought you called ahead and requested the vegetarian meal. Now, my thought here is, you just gotta scarf down that vegetarian meal. Like, go roll with the punches. Like, have you not ever yeah. pretended to be someone else? Like, she's really bad at pretending to be someone else. That's another really big part of this. Like, she was terrible, like, at covering this up. Stefan also made very questionable decisions, but she in particular, like, did not do any research on whoever mm-hmm. the hell she was supposed to be impersonating. Exactly. Like, if someone's a vegetarian, it's very easy to find out. Like, I know that you're not a vegetarian. I've seen you eat meat. Over Zoom. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Uh, sure it, it's just like, it's... You motherfucker. <laughs> what? I'm, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said it's, it's, it's a statement of fact. Um, but, yeah, so she really just got to eat that vegetarian meal. And, I'll, and I would eat the vegetarian meal. And I can tell you, 
I have the palate of an eight-year-old, I would hate that vegetarian meal. But if I just killed someone and I'm trying to get away with it, I'll eat anything you put in front of me if they say that the person I'm impersonating would eat it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. She's horrible. Uh, yeah, and so, like, that gets Monk to say, like, which is a really funny dig, personally, when he's explaining to Sharona, like, oh, like, you know, she obviously forgot she's a vegetarian. That's like forgetting you're a, uh, that's like forgetting you're a Republican, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah. Yes, it is a good line. And uh, then he calls Disher with a plain phone, which is something I'm not familiar with as a concept, but, uh, fine. Um, and yeah, he asked Disher to, uh look up this guy, um, Stefan, wherever, I don't remember his last name, I think he wrote it down. Chabrol. Yes, he's he's French. Um, the accent kind of comes and goes, if I'm being honest, but, uh, least convincing French guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I would say no, I have seen Steve Martin's The Pink Panther, but fair. Um, so, sorry, that was, that was a bad dig. Also, I think this guy is less convincing. Um, and then, uh, after he hangs up, he notices that as the flight takes a turn and there's a little bit of turbulence, this, our French guy, he picks up his glass as to not spill it. So Monk's like, dude knows about planes. Calls Disher again, wouldn't know if this guy's a pilot. Uh-huh. Yep, true that. Big clue. Uh, I mean, there you go, Monk just pointing out the not obvious at all. Like, mm-hmm. I would have not ever picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Monk for noticing that, you know, on his first flight, you know, just... He's, he, this is why he's Adrian Monk, and we're just two schmucks talking about him. Um, right. So then, like, Disher calls... Or no, he calls Disher back, and Disher gives him... Yeah. He dishes out the, the new information, which is basically uh, the woman who's on that flight is Barbara Shabrol, mm-hmm. and she's uh, some sort of trust fund baby, mm-hmm. uh, and... I guess they're on their way to Paris, and this guy's a, a pilot for Air France or something like that. Uh, yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, so obviously the motive is there, uh, because obviously Monk at this point knows that that... Yeah, I'm still, like, talking as if they're twins, so I'm so sorry, like, I need to get over that whole idea. No worries. But... I, yeah, I, I'll, so I'll double check. Working. I don't think they're played by twins or the same actress, um, be, because I think that they obviously want to, uh, make it clear that they're not the same person, because... Right, right. All right, uh, continue that, what you're saying. Yeah, no, so it's just, like, I, I'm still working with that, with, uh, so Monk obviously knows that, and mm. so... They, All right, they I, don't know, they I want to apologize to you. They are played by the same actress, so I apologize. I guess they must have Thank just... You. They must have Thank just done you. something weird with the feet. Um, Justified. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, that, that's what, that's what the motive is, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're faking this woman's death so that they can ride her money out in Paris, which I wasn't sure how the logistics of it, but, I mean, we won't get into it. We've already gone very astray on many topics. That's fine. I mean, okay. I, you know, it's a season finale, and also, I mean, I, astray is where I eat. But, um, yeah, it looked, I think the idea basically is just that, like, if she's on a trust fund that is based out of America, then if they're in Paris and her husband is, you know, if they keep sending the mail or, like, they keep getting, like, checks in the mail, like, why would they stop? There's no... If there's no reason for authorities to believe that she's dead, why would they ever stop getting the trust fund checks, you know? Um, anyway. Right. So then there's a scene where, uh, the flight attendant, uh, does something that is just really a poor form and says to Stefan, uh, Stefan, I'm gonna keep going back and forth, do you know that man in that brown jacket? Because he seems to think that you killed your wife. 
Um, which feels a bit on the nose. I Wait, feel, it yeah. wasn't the flight. It wasn't the flight attendant. Oh right, no, it wasn't. Sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was the lady that he was pissing you're right, off. You're right. You're right. You're right. This lady's pissing off. I apologize. Uh, I won't do it again. I apologize on behalf of my family and for all <laughs> podcasters in the world. But anyway, Disher goes to the airport. Um, he starts investigating, and then there's a scene I like a lot where uh, Stefan's old friend runs into them on the plane, and. Right. Uh, he is talking to uh, the mistress as if she is uh, Stefan's wife. And she makes the mistake, first says, nice to meet you. Which, once again, if a guy is talking chumly to you and you're pretending to be someone else, you know him as well as he's acting like he knows you. Like, why are you not just rolling with the punches? Right, exactly. Like, the guy is very expressively, like, showing that, like, he has... Some familiarity with her. It wasn't like a first interaction at all. So like, she and and then she forgot to speak French. It's a mess. She's really just. Well, she forgot. She forgot him because he had taught her like a waltz or something yeah. like that. And then first, he starts speaking French one. to her, and yes. Yes. she doesn't understand it. It's like you're speaking. You spoke to me for an hour in French last time we saw each other. So just Ugh. this. She's just. I mean, I don't want her to get away with it necessarily, but just you know, make it a little harder. Um, yeah. And so, uh, uh, Stefan is, you know, he's improvising, he's trying to get Monk off his trail, trying to throw him off, so he spills some wine on Monk, which makes Monk yeah. have to go to the bathroom, um, and, uh... Which, oof. I mean, if airplane bathrooms aren't pleasant when you have no, uh, mental issues, but... Right. Stefan puts the drink cart in front of the bathroom, which I wrote down, like, there's only two aisles on the whole plane... It would take a minute at most for a flight attendant to notice that there's an, a cart in front Same. of the bathroom. Like, that's just, that's like the one, because in, in real life, that's an actual concern that you wouldn't want to happen. That's the thing that it would be very bad if it right. happened. Right, and okay, so like, and while he's, do, you know, while he's doing that, he's also like opening some sort of latch to like mm-hmm. pour some like refrigerated liquid or something. Yeah, refl- uh, refrigerated et- 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 liquid. Yeah, ethylene into a, one of the two wine glasses he has. And, and so, like, when I saw that, I thought he was, like, going to bomb the fucking bathroom or something. Like, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I was, like, scared for a second. I was like, wow, this guy's going to blow a hole in the whole freaking <laughs> With it. wine and a little fluid from a pipe. Um, but, no, he actually is sharing a glass of wine with his old friend. And uh, rest in peace with this guy. I forget his name. I'm going to assume his name is Jacques. Um, yeah. It was another, yeah, another yeah, French man. Yeah. But I, I didn't understand. I didn't rest in peace to Jacques because um, he dies. Um, there is, it is kind of stupid. The, the whole monk getting stuck in the bathroom thing is, like, not actually consequential to the plot. Like, you would think he'd get stuck in there for the rest of the episode or something like that. But, like, it do, I, yeah. it's actually unclear how it helps. Um, I guess it, do, I guess it allows Maybe for Maybe that's a murder the other dude? Yeah, but, like, it's yeah. not, but, like, monk can't go into first class anyway, so, ha, it right. wouldn't, you know. Right, Um. True. But, yeah, so, the, the captain and the flight attendant are, like, oh my god, this guy's dead. And they, they Wait, are, but it was also super yeah. funny. It was super funny, like when uh, when he finally gets out of the bathroom, oh, right, right, right. and he and like he has like a written letter on him, and they're like, "What was that? Like, what is that?" And he's like, "Oh, I wrote my last will while I was in there." Mm-hmm. Like, and the only reason we know he could actually do that is because he had a pen when he was going to security. He had a bunch of everything in a, in baggies, and he actually had a pen in there. Yep. So, um, so yeah, they're investigating. The dead body, and they conclude that it was a heart attack because he has heart pills on him. Great police work, guys. Um, truly 
tip top sh- stuff where it's been a pleasure Open flying to you. Yep. Um, uh, if you had Viagra on him, would you be like, oh, his dick doesn't work? That's what killed him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. Uh, but um, Monk takes the wine glass. Well, no, Sharona takes the wine glass, and Monk wants to see if he was poisoned, so he uses a lighter that. On a plane. Yes. Oh, yeah. That Warren Beach has on him somehow. I don't know how Warren Beach got it onto the plane, but he did. And he separates the alcohol from whatever was added to it, and he finds out it was ethylene, was it? Uh, But then um, he gets that confiscated, and Warren Beach gets his lighter, which was given as a gift to him by his extension cord company, taken away. Which, at that point, you're just like, poor guy, Warren. He's been nothing but good to Monk. And... He gets his lighter taken away. I, I, poor guy. I wouldn't say he's been nothing but good to him. He also freaked the hell out of him out. That is true. When he did, when he, when he vividly him. described a time the plane crashed. That's fair. But generally speaking, he's been good to him. Um, you know, uh, he tried to hit. Let's say it him. begins. Let's say it begins and it ends bad. Correct. Um, and I, you know, overall, Warren Beach comes out looking very good in terms of all the passengers, because the other passengers that are named are yeah. like Tim Daly. Who you know ends up being mad at Sharona. Uh, people like the kid who's annoying, the woman who tattles on Monk, who's just mean, and then the other two people when you meet are murderers. So, on balance, he's yeah. really nice. Um, That's true. So yeah, and Monk basically gets told to sit down very authoritatively by the flight attendant. Is told that if he moves again, that he will be uh, it, meet, met by the air marshal when they land, um, and then. Uh, What's next? Um, yes. So then Disher's at the airport and he's looking for a body. Oh, I love this. Go. Yeah, no, I like it. He just, uh, you know, he starts to like put his suit together and uh, like very neatly and starts basically parroting Monk and like fixing stuff around and doing all this crap. It's a really short scene, but it was just really mm-hmm. funny because like now I'm starting to pick up like the war- like more of the warmth between them two. Mm-hmm. He does the thing with his hands where he looks through his fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then this is right after that is when uh, Sharona tells Tim Daly not to play the hitman in the movie in the script that he's reading, which is just a bad, like she's like, I can't see you as that. You're a good guy, which is like, this is why uh, we never got the version of Django Unchained with Will Smith in it. Um, this type of thinking uh-huh. is some of the worst stuff. Like, I hate that so much. Like, if an actor's good, you want him to play. As, like, let's be, I mean, I'm just going to be frank. Bad guys always are more fun to watch. Like, good actors make bad guys much more interesting than a hero. Like, the best hero is not that interesting. Like. Right. No, for sure. I actually, I, you know, I was like, whatever about Will Smith before. But, like, after finding that, I was just like, you know what? Screw this guy. I just. Come on, take a risk. And yeah. Jamie Foxx was pretty good. I thought he was great in it. Yeah, but, he is. I mean, I don't he know. Is. I don't. I, I don't think the movie would have been. I think. Better. I think he would have been because I think that Will Smith has a warmth to him that Jamie Foxx doesn't. That uh, I think that Jamie Foxx is kind of he's really cool, but I don't actually feel like I don't know. There's just not a lot of vulnerability that I think Will Smith can bring. But it's not here or there. Um, so he played Ray Charles, man. He did play he Ray Charles. Oscar. He did. Um, and uh, I've never seen that movie. Um, anyway, uh, neither has Ray Charles. But um, great stuff. Great. I'm stuff. saying that because he's dead, not because he's blind. Exactly. Get of course. your mind. Yeah. Come on, people. Exactly. Um, it's the same reason why Helen Keller can't drive. Um, so <laughs> what? She's dead. 
Yeah, I know. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, you're right. Um, but then Monk notices that, the well, he remembers that the reason why Stefan was late on the flight is because he was getting a shoe shined. Who the hell gets the shoe shined when they just murdered someone and are running late for a flight? Uh, you know what? I think the answer might be more than you think. Yes. Because there's a reason why shoe shines are at the airport, and murderers take flights all the time. Every time I've ever passed a shoe shine stand, I'm like, because I, you know, I dress like shit. And even when, like, I dress, you know, for work and stuff like that, I'm still wearing sneakers and stuff of some kind. Mostly because if you live in New York, you have to, not you don't have to, but unless yeah. you're, like, really, have a really nice job, you wear sneakers because you're walking to work. Um, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, I really need to start making life decisions to have to wear a suit because I don't want to wear nice shoes. I want to get my shoe shine, though. That just feels like such a sophisticated, cool thing to do. Um, I don't know. Have you ever gotten a shoe shine before? Um, no. I worked at a bank for, like, eight years, and I don't think I ever had a shoe shine. Yeah, sad stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah, I didn't work on Wall Street. No. Um, yeah, it's uh, strange, strange stuff. Um, anyway, uh, Monk is uh, starts fishing for this guy's shoes to see what was on them, and he can't get it with the regular extension cord. And there, I mean, Warren Beach, there right when you need him, he brings out the anaconda. <laughs> I was like, can you just please rephrase that? Oh, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Warren Beach, uh, he gives Monk the extension cord, which is nicknamed the Anaconda, <laughs> to lasso the shoe. And Monk sees at the bottom of the shoe is cement. Cement means construction. Boom. He was at a construction site somewhere. And since he's a pilot, he can get anywhere he wants in the whole airport. And now we get to meet one of your favorite, I guess, characters throughout all of media, like the New Yorker who's just constantly talking about overtime and all oh that. Oh my god, stuff. yes, this like guy's back talk- talking. Um, the weird thing is he seems displeased about the overtime. Every person who gets right. overtime I know is like, will do anything to get a little bit of overtime. That's like the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really couldn't read that guy because he seems like simultaneously annoyed, but also like he's getting double overtime. It's like, oh, now it's double overtime. It's like... Awesome! You're making, like, a day's yeah, pay in it. a half hour. <laughs> um, Although, how can you be so sure that, like, Disher is going to clear that? Because, like, I mean, I didn't see anyone of, of his supervisors. I that. mean, that's fair. I think that that is probably true. Although, I don't know why Disher wouldn't. Um, also, how did, they, how did they get a court order? Because, like, uh, he mentions that he needs a court uh, order. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Disher must... They must... It's a, must, He must make a phone call afterwards. Um, I actually I don't know how hard it is to get a court order. Obviously, in television, uh, getting a court order is as easy or hard as the plot necessitates. Either it's the hardest right. thing in the world, in like The Wire, where like you know, it's like the, every episode is like, how are we gonna keep this wiretap up? Or it's like super easy, yeah. where like they don't even explain how they can just bust someone's door down. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, the basically it's gonna be like an hour, hour and fifteen to dig up the construction site to see to dig up the concrete they just put down. To see if there's a body in there. And so, Bunk has to stall. Um, now, I just want to point out, I've been to Newark Airport multiple times. In fact, the last time I flew down to Florida, and the, well, the last two flights I took were in or out of Newark Airport. I cannot emphasize how little the airport that they're in looks like Newark Airport. Um, it is. Uh, it actually looks kind of like the same airport that they were in earlier. I, t- I uh, suspect that they probably filmed it just at the same airport. Um, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not Newark, though. Um, anyway, that... Yeah, it's not, yeah. Yeah. So they're, uh, you know, trying to stall, and, um, Monk is, uh, 
comes with an idea because basically they they the couple gets on the plane well gets through uh you know customs and stuff and is going to get on the plane and monk's like how do i stop them and monk makes a, a call to uh i don't even know who what they get there's someone in air traffic control or something or other and yeah and he reports the air the like the he starts pretending to be like some sort of buddy of the pilot who's going to be piloting the air the, the flight to france yeah uh who just happens to be whip whitaker from the movie flight <laughs> yeah uh but um and uh he's like yeah we're party boys you know i was just like, yeah, we yeah. were hammered last night so we then cut on we cut onto the plane going to france and they uh the couple is you know cheersing with a glasses of wine and then they get the announcement that they're going back to uh to the terminal mm-hmm. which is like you gotta wait until you're midair before you clean classes. I'm sorry. Like, if you're trying to yeah. get, I mean, way too early. Um, yeah. And so they end up getting arrested for the murder of the guy's wife. And then the episode ends uh, with Tim Daly finding out that George Clooney is taking the part in that Hitman movie. And Marty is uh, possibly going to direct. Um, uh, just, I don't know how Hollywood works, except I know enough to know that there is no part in all of Hollywood that at any point even at the height of Tim Daly, that was being offered to Tim <laughs> thank Daly you, thank you. before George Clooney. Thank you. That is the thank stupidest you. shit I've ever heard in my life. Now, is there a possibility that there's like, like, if it was like a year, <sighs> it, it, could there be a script where Tim Daly like says no, and then like a year later, George Clooney's production company finds it, they get him to do like a rewrite, and then George Clooney's in it? Sure. But it's not like hours later, it's not, well, Tim Daly said no, we gotta go to Clooney. Like, I think that's what happened with Suburbicon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, I think that, yeah, but I remember, I think... The, didn't he direct Suburbicon? He, he directed Suburbicon. I think that Coen Brothers were supposed to wrote it, and they didn't want to direct it, and then he directed it. Um, so I think that that's what happened with Suburbicon. I have not seen Suburbicon, because... For the same reason why you used it as a punchline. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Tim Daly is mad at Sharona, and uh, Sharona is not going to get laid by uh, Tim Daly. And that's where the episode ends, mm-hmm. with, with Sharona once again not getting a man. But also, mm-hmm. and I mean, this was like made light of in the episode, but he fucking made it. Mm-hmm. He made it. He made it off the plane. And he wasn't even like a real freak about it either. Like, sorry, not to shame people that. No, but no, no, no. But I, I, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. We should be proud of Monk. Monk, was, Monk did good. Like, Monk yeah. handled this better than, you know, on balance, he handled it better than uh, we might have expected of him. And so I'm proud. I'll tell you this. If he wasn't solving a crime, he might not have Correct. this fight it, it, in it, one piece. Being, ha- solving a murder was, like, a murder having occurred is the best thing that happened to him vis-a-vis being on flight. Um, so, yeah. just that couple for killing someone um, and helping Monk get off flight. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, that is the season one finale of uh, Monk. Like you mentioned, it doesn't have a very big finale vibe. Um, I think that... Uh, I don't know, I think maybe they didn't know how many episodes they're going to get. Or I think also TV just wasn't as concerned with having big finales back in the day, I think, is probably part of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the season uh, one finale. Um, first, let me ask you, what did you? Uh, what would you rate this episode? Uh, <clears throat> I gave it a 7 out of 10. I uh, gave it a 7 out of 10 as well. Were you, uh, what, what was your explanation that I cut you off? Um, you know, it was just, uh, like I said, it's 7 out of 10 is decent. That's, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, the average. It's great. Uh but I think it was just the unlikability of all the characters yeah. around it. 
um, outside of Gary Marshall. We didn't even mention the fact that like once Gary Marshall like get they got off the plane right, together, right, right. he mentions basically like he takes back his card because he doesn't want to ever hear from Monk again. Yes. which you know, fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happens. Um, I, yeah, he and, was, and like plot like, holes and plot holes. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. You know, and I think that it definitely uh, is hindered by the fact it's all in one place. Although it is fun to see Monk in an uncomfortable situation. Um, so yeah, that's season one of Monk. Uh, one season in, how do you feel about saying yes to uh, doing no funk and strictly Monk and with uh, me? Um, you know what? Like, if we were still doing an episode a day, I mean, I'm sorry, an episode a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel a little differently not it wouldn't change my mind on anything like i'd still be like cool about it but like now that we're like really breezing through it like i'm getting an emotion mm. like watching one episode of monk a week is like i don't know like i feel like it, it doesn't give me enough time to like gel with monk mm-hmm. at the same time like, yeah I don't know, it's better to watch which is of course week. it's funny that that's of course the way that it was originally broadcast but i agree watching more than one a week right. definitely if you feel you feel more inertia it's like this is something i'm watching rewatching rather than just thing i occasionally put on but yeah, I mean, I'm very right. happy with it, and I'm happy with all the people who are uh, listening. And that reminds me, yes, uh, I'm gonna make one bigger push. If you know anyone who loved Monk, or if you're looking, if you know someone who you want to get into Monk, and you've been trying, you're like, hey, you can listen to this companion podcast with two hooligans who chop it up about Monk. Where they're a season in, you can get through twelve episodes. And you know, because I think like I'm glad when I hear people who are big Monk fans listening. But I also, you know, I I go because you don't know what's gonna happen next. There's no spoilers on this podcast, so if you know someone who's getting into Monk for the first time, um, tell them about this pod. And uh, even if you don't do that, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff because uh, it uh, helps us, and it also just makes me feel good. And wait, I have an idea. Sure. Real quick. Sure. Uh, I think at the end of each season, we should give uh, a pick for... We don't have to go into specifics about it, but sure. a favorite episode of that season. That is a good idea. That, uh, you know, I might have to say that you might be taking some of my producer uh, job for me, and I don't know if I appreciate that. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, uh, you go first. What would you say is your favorite episode of uh, the season? Uh, it's definitely episode uh, five, uh, Mr. Monk Goes to the Asylum. For yeah, sure. That's yeah. it. That, uh, I'm torn between that and Dale the Whale. Um, I think that I'll go okay. with... I think I'll go with... Uh, I think I'll go with Asylum, though. Because I think that Asylum is, like... Honestly, like, there's not really a bad part of it. It's uh, it's it's really, really good. But as you know, I do have a soft spot for Dale the Whale. Um, which is, of yeah. course, makes sense. Because most of Dale's body are soft spots. But, um, but yeah, um... You can follow the show at Strictly Munkin on Twitter. That's no G on the end, Strictly Munkin. And Andre, where can people follow you? At Andre Barrera. And yes, look at adorable photos of his cat, Luna. I hope you do keep those coming. Um, she's great. Uh, yes. Will do. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Um, uh, I don't know if I've heard it before. I do another podcast called Marvel Cinematic University. Uh, you can listen to uh, about Marvel movies. I don't promote it on here because it's because uh, it's more popular than this podcast, so it feel weird <laughs> to do it the other way around. But uh, I definitely I promote this podcast on there. But um, and it is fun. Oh, you do? Yeah, 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 it is. And I also did a guest spot on another yes. podcast last week. Um, I think it's coming out this week. Um, and uh, I mentioned like you know because they were having me on because there was a super they're talking about superhero movies and they had me on to talk about Marvel movies and at the end I'm like I also do another podcast about uh, Monk and the guy who is on it who follows me on Twitter Rico Alberson who's the always the critic podcast um, that he kind of like laughed at it like oh yeah I forgot you're doing that like anytime I promote it like even on the Marvel and like AC and Jerome kind of laugh like okay this is Jake's you know whatever it's like and exactly yes. 
Because, like, I, I like Marvel movies a lot, you know, that are something I, I love talking about, yada, yada, yada. Monk is more central to me, though, in my heart, in my heart, than anything else. Well, I feel, I feel privileged to be a part I'm, of hey, it. I'm A, I, A, and it is... Also, still disgusted I haven't been on MCU, but I'm, also, I hate it. I, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've discussed this many times. Uh, it's like, what... Well, it, and I never let him hear it, like hear the end of it. I know, and every time, every time I completely humor you, I'm like, okay, what episode would you do? What would you want to talk about? It's like, go cool, can, and you're like, can I talk about like uh, Thor? It's like we've done an episode on every movie, like unless you have a bigger insight than that, like no. Anyway, uh, we can litigate that in our uh, text thread uh, instead of on the air. But um, uh-huh. thank you guys so much for listening, and I'm really excited because this next episode is one of my favorites. This is in, definitely in my top Season ten. Two yeah, definitely my top ten, if not my top five. And uh, Ooh. Um, we're gonna be hitting the books, studying hard, getting into the door by the bell, because this is like Mr. Monk goes back to school. <laughs> Let's get monkey.